Hello everybody and uh, welcome to what we hope will be a pretty regular ongoing podcast, uh, Two Guys, One Dice Cup. Uh, I am one of the hosts, my name's Alistair, uh, Alistair Unicom, and my co-host... My name's Phil Cairns. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so between myself and Phil, we are going to be the two guys and it's up to uh, our listeners to discover who's holding the dice cup at any given time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we thought the best way to get any podcast started is to um, have a segment where you're going to get to know your hosts, myself and Phil. Uh, we've devised a pretty robust set of questions. There's 20 of them. Um, nothing too personal, hopefully, but you never know um, how conversation goes. After that, myself and Phil are going to get into the different segments that are going to drop in and out of our podcast. Um, predominantly, going forward, uh, we love Blood Bowl. And you might have got that from the title of our podcast, uh, The Dice Cup. But as time goes on, we're going to expand out to cover a few other um, game systems. So hopefully we'll eventually deliver a little bit for everybody. So what do you say, Phil? Should we get into the, into the question session? Yeah, let's fire off for the first one. Um, right, so well. I guess I guess we've covered the the, the real name part, but uh, what's your gamer tag and how did you get it? Uh, gamer tag for myself uh, for Blood Bowl. My gamer tag and NAF name is Goldeneye, and this one was this one was given to me thankfully uh, on a drunken night on a Saturday night of a two day tournament because uh, that. Was it was my first two day Blood Bowl tournament, and I finished the day on 0 and three, and I was pretty much hovering down the bottom of the table. I was playing humans, and we were all getting pretty drunk. And somebody made the joke. It's like, oh wow, mate, if you go 0 and three on Sunday, then you're going to be 0 six, and then it just flowed on. It's like, oh, you're going to be 0 six. Uh, are you going to die like Sean Bean? <laughs> and then, and then they just launched into it. It's like, yeah, mate, you're you're golden eye. And uh, I think, as is kind of traditional, um, somebody logged on to the NAF and registered me without asking, and then just said, "Yep, there's your there's your NAF name, there's your NAF number, and uh, go for it." What's your Brilliant. What's your story, mate? Brilliant. Um, mine's a bit a bit more pedestrian than that, really. Um, so my gamer tags from our ashes. Uh, which is my old heavy metal band name. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really do anything. It was more of a kind of practice band thing, which I guess is more ironic because there's a lad who uh, plays Blood Bowl and who's spoken to me at NAF Champs a couple of times uh, who is in an actual band now called From Her Ashes. And <laughs> n not only do I have the NAF name From Her Ashes, I also have from her ashes at hotmail.com. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a from her ashes website anymore. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's that's stuck around for, for ages. So uh, I yeah. use that for pretty much everything online as well. Well, this has got some history. And now the listeners, whenever we accumulate some listeners, can uh, at least search for us on the NAF Championships, uh, sorry, the NAF website, and they can see how amazing we are at Blood Bowl. Or how shit we are. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, progressing down our list, what's your, what was your first wargaming experience? I guess, how did it all start? How did it all start for you? 
Um, f- for me, I think uh, the main introduction was actually to Blood Bowl. I mean, I, I started playing with uh, a guy called Duncan, um, who was one of my mates at school. And um, I think I think he just randomly kind of suggested a board game one day, uh-huh. and we ended up playing Blood Bowl. And this was back when uh, it was the um, sort of Astro Granite kind of foam pitch. Uh, so back to that. God, that had been maybe nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety two, so it was quite a, quite a long time ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely that's that's that that was the the kind of first first in with with any kind of like gaming. Um, I think I, even after that, I didn't pick up like Hero Quest or Space Crusade until after that. Which I know that's the gateway for a lot of folk, but uh, yeah, yep. yeah, that, that's that's kind of where it all started for me, I guess. Yeah. Well, you've you've answered the question for myself. Um, my gateway drug was Space Crusade and Hero Quest. Um, both both of them are really good games as well. You know, like yeah. they, they both oh, yeah, stand they up to the test of time as well. You know, they were excellent games. And for for that though, um, those I think I got one for one Christmas and one the next Christmas. I can't remember what order they arrived in, but uh, they were not purchased from Games Workshop because they used to be sold in big department stores and toy stores because they were like a mainstream board game, essentially. So it wasn't until maybe a year, a year or two after getting Hero Quest that I was you know, having a good study of the box again, and I saw the Games Workshop logo, and that was the first time that I associated it with the Games Workshop company. I didn't know they were you know, related in any way. Uh, and for those listeners through in the uh, west of Scotland, it was when Games Workshop was on Queen Street. So going back to um, 91, 92, I guess, I think. that think that's when they were brought out. Um, or at least that's when I got them. And that's when it all started for me. And then, you know, once you walk into a Games Workshop store, it also spirals out of control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the closest Games Workshop to me back in the day was in Carlisle. Because uh, I was brought up there in, in Dumfries. And uh, we'd kind of regularly go over that neck of the woods. And uh, like you say, once you're in there, you're kind of almost indoctrinated into it straight away. You know, I, I would regularly come out with something I didn't need. Yep. Yeah. I know. God, God alone. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. They did a good job. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so how long has this all been going on for you then? Yeah. Well, you just have to do the maths, I guess, from 1992 to uh, 2020. So... What is that? Is that, god. is that 28 years? 28 years, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, alright, so that's 28 years for me. Um, I think I did have one year out, and that was my first year at university, when too busy getting drunk and too busy trying to get my hole. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible thing to say, but um, trying to have sex with women. Yeah, um, I, mean, I guess I guess that's yeah. pretty much the same for most people. I mean, I, I had quite a long... Uh, sort of stint away from the hobby uh, during, I think, from maybe 97, 98 until fairly recently. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Stuff so, stuff gets in the way. Well, yes, life gets in the way, but uh, not so much that we can't record a podcast. Uh, no, absolutely not. Pretty good. So, um, so bringing it back up to speed now, what's your current primary game system that you play? 
I guess uh, back to where it all started, Blood Bowl, really. Um, it's the one I've kind of stuck with the longest. Um, and it's the one, I guess, it's the easiest to pick up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, def- definitely, definitely Blood Bowl. Yeah. At the moment, for that same question, uh, I'm playing a game called Bolt Action, which is produced by Warlord Games, who are based in Nottingham. It's a, a World War Two tabletop battle game. You know, played on a classic six foot by four foot table, twenty eight millimeter scale, and I mean, I've been playing that game since well, started around two thousand fourteen, but it's really ramped up for me in the past two years, uh, and the ramping up of me playing bow action has coincided with the the sort of toning down of me playing blood bowl, because um, I think from from twenty fourteen to about twenty twenty eighteen. Uh, that was my sort of big Blood Bowl time, and I just need a bit of time off. And, and Bowl Action was another game system that was there that I enjoyed. So, uh, so yeah, that's is, is Bolt Action at the moment. But I've got this feeling that Blood Bowl is going to be making a, a good resurgence in my uh, gaming repertoire moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, I think everybody gets jaded every now and again playing the same thing constantly. You know, it's it's easy to kind of uh, sort of lose lose a love for it, I guess, more than anything. Yeah, else. you've you've got to peak and trough, and you know I've I've been playing a lot of bolt action for a couple of years now, and I'm going to be hitting that that trough time sometime in the next sort of year, two years, and that's when I'll be you know searching about for a, a game system other than bolt action. But I really don't like starting new stuff. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I think, I think the worst thing about it is, uh, I, I, you're probably the same as me with this. You just kind of get, you get lost for the whole thing straight away. It's like, uh, it's like intense passion early on with something, yeah. Um, where you kind of like, oh, maybe I could start that, you know. And then before you know it, you've got like ten codexes, and uh, like four different armies, and then. Yep. <laughs> but my no- greatest fear is I hate being a noob. Yeah, you know, it depends. I, I guess it depends on how how if you're playing competitively. I guess, but yeah, aye. Yeah, but it's it's not just competitively. It's like you know, you feel I feel really retarded when people have to teach me rules for a game. When you're sitting there like, <laughs> I've been wargaming for over twenty years. I should know everything, but you're just like some little dudes just yapping in your face about you know how cool and exciting this game is. I'm like, oh look, and then I'm still rolling dice. Aye. So it's, it's all the same shit when it boils down to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to kind of games and stuff, what what system do you wish you played more of? Uh, I wish I could play more of Second Edition Necromunda from Games Workshop. Aye, the the current iteration of it. No, fuck the current iteration. The Second Edition. Uh, Oh no, sorry, when I said 2nd edition, it was the edition that was based off of the 2nd edition of Warhammer 40,000. Ah, right, I get you. So the the original Necromunda from the 2nd Ed 40k universe. See, I... Um, I kind of... And you go, sorry? No, I kind of dropped out of the hobby just around about when that came out, so I completely missed that. I remember seeing the cover uh, for it um, on White Dwarf with the um, Goliath on the on the front cover. Yeah. 
but no, I, I, I had no kind of kind of concept of what was going on with that one. That just for me, that game system and how they tied it all up was it just played really well for me, and I had a lot of good fun with uh, with that group of friends. So maybe it's just a bit of a a romance, uh, not a romance time. I am just you know seeing seeing history through close tinted glasses, but. I wish you could play more, more of that edition of, uh, of Necromunda. Yeah, um, I think the, the new the new edition of it holds up really well. I think um, I've played it quite a few games uh, off and on with with some mm-hmm. uh, some guys up here in, in Aberdeen, and you know it's uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's got quite a lot of depth to it, and you could see okay. how it would play as well. You know, yeah. uh, but having never played the original, uh, I wouldn't be able to kind of base it on that. So. So what about you? Though? What what game do you want to play more of, or wish you could play more of? I wish I could play more forty k. That's uh, that's the one, the one that I kind of. I mean, I've got I've got an army, I've got a a death guard and Nurgle army, and I just wish I could get on the table more. But the games, like I mean, you'll find this as uh, as things things start progressing in your life. But uh, with kids and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. the amount of time you've got to devote like three or four hours to a game just kind of diminishes greatly. So, so 40k kind of has a habit of eating into time like that. Uh, yeah. Which means like it, when you're going back to it after a period of not having played it for a long time. So like the first, first time I played it, it was all, um, um, it would have been the Rogue Trader edition, um, so the, out of the book where it was kind of very much more an, R, an RPG uh, sort of thing uh, than yep. an actual tabletop skirmish game. Um, so it's kind of trying to get your head around the rules when you're not playing it regularly, uh, when they're changing it with the ratas and um, generals' handbooks or whatever they're called. Um, kind of just it makes it a bit, a bit more. Uh, kind of difficult to kind of focus on. So yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I could devote more time to that. Absolutely. Oh, I get that. But for for the gaming that we've done, you know, as as these podcasts are going to progress, people are going to hear our different stories. But uh, what's your best sort of gaming experience or tournament experience that you've ever had? Oh God. Um... This is, it's a get to know you Phil, so come on. <laughs> I think Let's get to know each other. I think from a kind of perspective of uh of of what what was the, the kind of most ex- exciting experience, I guess. It's probably the the uh, European uh, and Eurobowl from Wales in twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen? No, it was World Cup in twenty nineteen. So twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah, it'll be twenty eighteen, yeah, twenty eighteen yeah. in in Cardiff, yeah. I think that that was probably the the kind of biggest event that I went to that went in a in a good way, mm-hmm. um, and I think because I was with with yourself and and Gordon and a team for that, it was a great a great team sort of atmosphere for us. Yep. What, uh, we um, had we had a great laugh. You know, what and, race did you play in that one? Remind me. Oh, dark elves. Are you Dark Elves? Yeah. So you were you were Dark Elves. Gordon was Lizard, what? and I was yep. Chaos Dwarf, wasn't I? Uh, is that right? Was that right? Yeah, I think it was. Must, Must have been. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gordon definitely played Lizards. Yeah. 
trying to think what else she would have played. No, no, it's definitely Chaos Dwarfs. Definitely Chaos Dwarfs, yeah. Gotta be. No, that was good fun. Yeah, as far as actually playing goes, and uh, I don't think I did particularly well, but uh, <laughs> nah, the overall we, experience was uh, was great. We, um, we didn't finish in the bottom room, so, you know. No, no, no. The, I think we, 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 held, we held our own in that. We did. We did. And what about for, yourself? For me, best tournament experience and what I consider to be the, the high watermark of my Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl career was um, in Porto 2017, must have been then. Uh, it was the European competition again, so teams of three um, battling out. And that was when I was with uh, Phil Truscott and one a great friend of Scottish Blood Bowl uh, from Italy, the Lion. The only name he needs is the Lion. And I was Chaos Dwarfs. Phil had Wood Elves and the Lion had Dark Elves. And I don't, there was just some, there was just some sort of magic that weekend. You know, there was lots and lots of drinking. I never left the hotel. I think, and, I think we've got, I've got to ask you a sort of question here because uh, I think you're going to need to explain some of the hotel stuff because because oh, there's back really, there's, there's backstory to the hotel i can't really remember oh the, we'll get <laughs> that's we'll leave that to a future podcast because there's too much there's too much going on there <laughs> oh there's dear too, yeah. there's too much going on there but um from a gaming from a gaming experience three of us just had a really good synergy together and in terms of the results you know the first round it's a random draw, uh, and we, we know we beat our opponents. Um, we won all three of our games, and that elevated us, elevated us up to uh, the top table, table one. And we played another team, and we beat them. And we were just so excited to have won a game or won a round off, off table one. We were just, oh, it was crazy. And then the third round, we got a draw. And we just could not believe how well we were doing. And that dropped us back down to uh, table three for rounds four and five, where we got a narrow loss and another draw. Uh, and then we lost our last round, but we still finished eighth overall out of 40. I think it was like over 40, almost 50 teams. And at that point, it was the best performance of a Scottish European team ever. And we were just blue up with ourselves and we'd all played really well uh, and we all got super drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching the results coming through on that one and seeing you guys get progressively more and more drunk as the as the tournament yeah. wore wore on. No, but it was the, a great great show in that. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely the high watermark of my Blood Bowl career to date and uh, in terms of enjoyment and you know overall atmosphere was a really 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 well run tournament by the portuguese um so yeah all credit to them is my favorite gaming experience so uh what what would be your worst gaming or tournament experience now this this question this the answer will surprise you because it's not what you think <laughs> okay so so i think um a lot of people who know me and you know through Blood Bowl would usually say that I would be answering the 2019 Blood Bowl World Cup. But uh, 
actual worst gaming tournament experience was um, a good number of years ago in the early 2000s in Melbourne, Australia. And it was for Warhammer 40,000. Uh, there's a big event down there called Arcanicon. And at that time, it's held over the Australia Day weekend, which is the last weekend of January. You know, January sort of 25th, 26th sort of time. Yeah. And in Melbourne at that those times, the weather can be quite extreme. Uh, you know, it's the height of the Australian summer. And this particular year, I can't remember what year it was. We'll call it 2005. Um, the event usually had about 150 to 175 players. And it was held in a school. And they utilised lots of different sports halls. And there was no air conditioning anywhere, which was just crazy. And this weekend, the I think the temperature peaked at 37 degrees outside. And in some of the different halls that didn't have windows or sort of airflow, it, it was capping out around 40. And that particular year, I think I was I was just doing average. I was sort of sort of high end of the mid table. And um, but because of that, I ended up playing in the dance hall or the dance studio, which was all mirrored and you know for a dance studio. But it was the hottest room in the whole complex, and I would I played three out of six games in it. Oh God! And the sweat was dripping off me. You know, it was just yeah, the sweat was pouring off me. The smell from the other gamers was just disgusting. Uh, and you know, you've got horrible sweaty, fat arse cracks popping out here and there. <laughs> Nobody, no personal hygiene. Classic and, gamer stank. Yeah, but it was like cranked up to the max, to the absolute max. Uh, and, and to give you an idea of the heat, um, I was with, oh, I was travelling with a group of buddies and my friend Sam, he was playing a tow, a tow army. And, you know, for those that know Warhammer 40,000, uh, he had a Tau Hammerhead gunship, and it's got a big rail gun, you know, it's a big gun thing on a tank. It's like, that's like five inches long. Uh, he he left that in his car overnight, and then when he came back the next morning, the gun had um, deformed in the heat. It had drooped. Oh, dear. Yep, it was that hot, and I think it was like the morning sunshine that picked up on it. And Yeah, that's... That's my worst gaming experience because it was just such a slog to get through. And no matter how you know many cool drinks or you know breaks under the shade, it was just so hot, just so stress. You know the gaming stress and ugh, it was bogging. I'm yeah. hoping yours is not as bad. It's not as bad as that. No, I, I hope it was bad, but I don't think it was kind of that that sort of level. So like. Last year's Kelpie Cup was probably a, a low point for me. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a nice wee tournament sort of run by uh, guys over in Falkirk. Um, so we went down with a, a bunch of guys uh, from Aberdeen. I think it was four of us. I was driving. Uh, first day was was all right. You know, I had a, a couple of bad games, uh, which I would put down to dice more than anything else. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. Th- I think that that was the precursor to where everything went wrong on the second day. Um, oh, was it a, was it a two day event? Yeah, it was a two day. Um, oh, so the, the second day, um, 
I, I woke up pretty pretty all right in the morning. I hadn't had much to drink the night before. Um, had had a a kind of uh, light breakfast, and within about half an hour, I was spewing my ringer everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I I took out uh, round one to the toilet, spewed everywhere, uh, got splashed back all up the wall. <laughs> classic, classic stuff, you know. Like, um, so one of the one of the the key things would be whenever I'm sick is like I, I burst blood vessels all the way around my eyes, wow. but also in my eyes as well. So, um, after the second round of vomiting hit, uh, so this is all prior to even kind of going to the the tournament on the second day. Um, I I, I threw up again. Uh, kind of looked at at myself in the mirror and I'd kind of blown out one of my eyes like it was just completely bloodshot but I had a like like kind of like pinprick uh, blood ver- uh, vessel bursts all around my eyes so I get to the tournament after driving the other guys there um, oh. and uh, we, we kind of uh, sit down for the, well sit down and wait for everybody to turn up because we're a wee bit early uh, and I'm like oh god I, I feel awful I I, I can't even think about kind of playing at the moment. So I, I lie down on a bench outside. And meanwhile, other folks start congregating. And it just, the day just went from bad to worse after that. I Bizarrely, I won my first game because um, I, I wasn't playing on uh, kind of any sort of level of goodness there. So I, I would say I probably diced my opponent in that one. Yep. Uh, but game two, it was just a case of I'm sick of this. I just want it to finish. <laughs> I just every, everything that was happening. It's like I can I can barely concentrate at all. I just feel sick. Um, and then in between rounds, I was literally outside, away from everybody else, trying not to throw up. And then when it got to game three, I was so ill, I I didn't even ha- actually have to make any effort to shake the dice cup. Uh, my oh, hands were shaking like oh, on their own, so I. I was literally just shaking away and dropping the dice out, and um, I played. Um, I played a, a guy uh, called Squinty, um, who's a, a great guy. He was playing halflings, and man, man alive, that is that was the hardest loss I've ever taken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it, it was just awful from start to finish. I think what made it worse was I think in the first turn, he uh, casualty two of my Saurus. Uh, so it just went downhill from there. I couldn't get I couldn't get out of there quick enough at the end, but because I was the only person in the car who could drive, bear in mind there was three other adults in the car. <laughs> I was the only one who could drive. And if you're listening, you know who you are. Yeah, assholes. Uh, so I was the only person who could drive. I had to drive the two and a half plus hours back to Aberdeen (laughs) trying not to throw up in the inside of the car. God, it was, it was, it was brutal. I wouldn't have wished that on anybody. Uh, I don't know what, whether it was food poisoning or a stomach bug or something like that anyway, but God, no, it was, it was, it was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. That was very bad. So for Blood Bowl, have you got a favorite team or have you got a favorite army for so, uh, so I guess, uh, I guess for Blood Bowl, I, I would have said in the past it probably would have been uh, Dark Elves or Necro, but 
like I've had so so little luck with them since I started playing again. I think the team that I've kind of uh, enjoyed playing the most uh, would probably be either uh, Lizardmen um, or Nurgle. Uh, to mm -hmm. be honest, um, I've had probably the best success I've had uh, with Lizards, and Nurgle in a, a league setup are are fun to play as well. Yep. As far as other armies kind of go, I guess uh, I think. Uh, like I said before, Death Guard and, and Nurgle for 40k. And um, as far as sort of Warhammer, Fantasy or Age of Sigmar goes, I'm just a way to kind of start pulling together a, um, a Seraphon army for that. So, so or when you say Man. Seraphon, you actually mean Lizardmen, yeah? Yeah, but Seraphon's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, well, I know the... they made up all their fancy new names, but well, that, that, that's. That's just purely so that they've got something to legitimately copyright, though. So, and I'm okay with that. You know, it's a business thing. That's fair enough. What about yourself? What's what's your favourite team and army? Um, for Blood Bowl, because when we were coming up with these questions, obviously you know having to answer them, and I really had to think back. But the answer was really staring me in the face when I looked in my cabinet, and I saw my um, Chaos Renegades and my Skaven team. But not I wasn't looking at the Skaven as Skaven. I was seeing them as, a, what are they called, Underworld Denzines now? Denizens. Yeah. Yeah. So Underworld and Chaos Renegades would be my two, my two favourite teams, just because I think, well, I like the models I've got. And whenever you sit down to play a game, your opponent doesn't expect you to win. So when you do, it just feels that a little bit more satisfying, you know, because yeah. they're because they're considered and they actually are lower tier teams. Whenever you get a draw or a win, you feel like you've actually achieved something. Yeah, and you've legitimately got an excuse for being shit if uh, if you lose. Yeah, you can just throw your hands up and it's like ah fuck it, just playing underworld, you know. Yeah. Um, but when you when you win a game, it's, you look at your opponent. It's like, yeah, you just lost to Underworld. Go and tell your <laughs> mates that story. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Um, well, you might you might not say those exact words, but you certainly think them. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at looking out towards other game systems, um, mentioned earlier that I play a lot of bolt action, and you know, favorite favorite army. I guess it's nations. Um, I really enjoy using the Americans uh, and the Germans for bolt action. Just they just are good. They're both they're both good armies, and um, they've got good good selection of miniatures out there. Nothing nothing really more than that. So yeah, okay. So I I, I guess uh, like do you consider yourself like a gamer or a painter or somewhere in between with that sort of stuff? Uh, I am a painter that has to game. Okay. I think that's that's the way I've always considered myself. That I think my life would be, I would be just as happy if I could paint models, turn up to tournaments, not play, just show the models off, compete for a best painted award, and sit and drink beer at the tournaments and watch other people play. I'd be a lot happier. Yeah, fair but, enough. But instead, I have to, you know, do the, do the painting which I really enjoy, and then turn up to these fucking tournaments, and <laughs> and play three or six games, uh, 
which just sometimes they can go well, sometimes they go badly, but you're just like, oh, I could really do it without playing this and just sit back at the bar and have a beer. But, you know, what's what's your story when it comes to this sort of thing? I'd say I'm kind of probably uh, on, on the fence for that. You know, I, I guess I like, I love playing. Uh, I, I really like the social aspect of it. It's uh, it's kind of one of the, the main reasons I kind of got back into the hobby. Um, mm. And I, I do love painting, um, just more for a relaxing uh, pastime more than anything else. But I'm so achingly slow with it. Uh, it just kind of... Uh, um, it kind of drags on and on and on, and I'm I'm quite a perfectionist when it comes to that sort of thing. So, I I find it hard to know when to stop, and say, look, that that's it. Let's put that down and move on to something yep. else. And I guess for me, the, the the thing that kind of would maybe tip it a bit more into just the gaming side of it rather than the painting side is that the one thing I absolutely can't stand is building fucking models. Oh, do you not like it? Oh my god! It just like uh, I'm not ham-fisted. Like I, I'm quite, I can be quite kind of uh, um, careful with stuff. But some of the the little kind of shitty little bits that you get with these <laughs> fucking models, and it, it's the moment where you're kind of uh, you're just about to glue it on, and the thing fucking pings off, and then you spend the next ten fifteen minutes trying to find the little bastard and thing on on the carpet or. And then you then you stand up and it was like in your gut fold or something like <laughs> the entire time that yeah, you were uh, looking yeah. for it, and then you're kind of sitting there thinking, right, okay, that's wasted. And then you've got to pick off all the bits of fluff that were on it, where the, the glues kind of got got into, it. yeah, that, that uh, sort we, of. St- I, I can feel your hatred, mate. That, that, that sort I of never, stuff just grips my shit, and, 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 and I never knew it ran so deep. <laughs> and. And the, the new Blood Bowl figures, I mean, they look great. But, I mean, I swear to God, those little faces on those motherfucking elves, like, trying to stick them on and make it kind of uh, look pretty presentable. And then you've got a fire in with a bit of green stuff here and there. And yeah, are you, You're talking about the plastics from Games Workshop, yeah? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then the, uh, the Champions of Death, the, the Games Workshop Undead team, or Shambling Undead or whatever they're calling them, uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, the, the little kind of uh, spines and stuff like that, just getting getting them to hold in place. Ah, it's uh, it's the the bit that kind of grips my shit. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. <laughs> don't don't send anything to fill for construction or it's to, to get build. Yeah, pre pre yeah. send it built. You know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, what ambitions have you got? In this hobby, you know what what unfulfilled dreams and desires. So I, I want to I want to finish an army, like I said. Jesus, to, you just want to finish an army. That's your I, ambition. That, that, that's <laughs> it. That is it. Honestly, so it's so like the game inside of it. Like I I, I would like to get better, obviously, at, at playing. Uh, but like I said before, it's more the social aspect of it. I'm not so fussed about being the best player or anything like that. But as far as uh, as kind of painting and kind of building an army goes, I want to get to a point where I have a fully painted army that I don't have to stress about finishing. Uh, yeah. So I, I said to myself, like, I'll, I'm going to look at starting Age of Sigmar because there's a couple of guys up in Aberdeen that are interested in it. I'm going to get a Seraphon army and I'm going to paint the fucking thing. <laughs> and so I, I've started on that now. So that, that's that's my that's my ambition at the moment. 
film, right. but that, that answer really surprised me. <laughs> what, did you th- what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be a lofty ambition, you know, something high-reaching. But you... <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know I'm throwing the stones in my glass house of, you know, countless Finnish teams, countless Finnish armies. Um, so, so little blood bowl teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see them as being kind of. Uh, I mean, they're. I, I, I still take ages getting them done, but um, mm-hmm. they're, they're achievable, really easily achievable. But getting like hundred plus models, like play tournament ready or or uh, even just casual game ready, yeah, uh, would be a a good achievement for me. I think. What about yourself on that front? Um. Yeah, I've, I've got quite a few hobby ambitions, uh, but I think one that I've really, really pushed myself for and I need to get back to pushing myself for, I'd love to have the best painted Blood Bowl team at the UK NAF Championships. Have you won that before? No. I think you no. came close with the, the Chaos uh, Pact or Renegades, or whatever yeah. they're called. I, yeah. I was in the top five. I think that's the closest I've come with them. Um, I've won a best duel. I ent- oh, only, yeah. I've only ever entered it once, but I won it that year uh, down to the NAF Championships. But I would really love to win best painted team at the NAF Champs, which means I need to start going back to the NAF Champs, yeah. uh, which I'll definitely do in the coming years. But, you know, it's, a, it's an, an itch that I really need to scratch and get it done. Uh, just from it's just it's, as a, it's an ambition, you know, and I've managed to, you know, fulfil those ambitions in other game systems. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a sort of Forge World resin gold plaque from having a best painted Warhammer Forty Thousand army at a tournament, and I've got that sitting in the cabinet. That's really, you know, I, that's my one of my most prized trophies. Uh, for bolt action, I was at the uh, World Team Championships um, last year, and I won Best Painted Army for that, which was a really, really great achievement in a really hard room. You know, there was uh, competitors from Spain, Italy, France, Germany, England, um, Wales, you know, all with great, great painters and great hobbyists, and managing to take that trophy out was you know, another feather on the cap, but it's a uh, best painted Blood Bowl team at the NAF Championships. That's that's what I want. So I need to. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, you got to get back playing, man. Got to get back playing, but also have to get get back back in the game for painting um, for painting Blood Bowl teams. Yeah, and not and not let my head drop every time I sort of enter a team and don't get. Don't get it. Got to keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Just keep pushing away. Yep, like taking a big shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what what other things can I float you about what, away from the hobby itself? Do you do anything else or you got any other pastimes? You know, it's a really funny, funny time of the world to ask that question. You know, yeah. being in the coronavirus lockdown world and you're looking at your life, it's like, what else do you fucking do? Um, I think I used to do a lot of hill walking and I think I used to do a lot of camping 
Uh, but that all came to a grinding halt when I had a baby. Yeah. So I think the only, you know, you can't really call it a pastime, but being a parent, being a parent is, is what I do uh, yeah, when no, I'm not that, doing everything else. That, that's legit, you know, like you've got, it, it absorbs so much of your time, you know, and it's a, it's a very rewarding thing as well, you know, like there's lots of good things about it. Is that similar for yourself then? So no, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh no, no, it's obvious to me. It's not obvious to the people listening. De- definitely find that uh, rewarding. Uh, but uh, as far as other interests and pastimes go, yeah, I guess uh, music's probably still a big one for me. You know, I still uh, record and uh, and write songs and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I spend pick, a lot of time he's... on that. He's still picking up the guitar and having a having a slash uh, having a slash having a slash having, yeah. uh, <laughs> having a lash at it. Um, no, well, I, I I don't really play guitar so much anymore. You know, I, I used to play quite a lot. In fact, it was probably the the first the first instrument I was ever in, really interested in uh, and played the most. You know, uh, but it's like you were talking about with kids and stuff. That when I we when my wife and I had kids, um, what's that, six years ago now. Um, that just kind of stopped being achievable time-wise. You know, I, I couldn't devote time for practice uh, outside of the home and uh, go away and play gigs and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of dropped that back and, and I've gone through a, a good long period of time where I haven't actually picked up a guitar at all. Yeah. Hilariously, I, I picked up the guitar uh, for uh, trying to write a, a theme tune for this shit. Uh, <laughs> reminded myself exactly how rusty I was playing it. Oh, you mean um, you wanted like original music for this podcast? Absolutely, yeah. I'm not. Awesome. I'm not co-opting some of their chumps' song. I'm writing my own shit for this. Uh, nice. So, so yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I've kind of committed to that now, haven't I? Yeah. You um, know what the funny thing is, people will have already heard your music before they hear the answer to this question. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. But now they'll now they'll know and they'll think, oh God, not only is the podcast shit, but that guy can play guitar for a fucking nine. So yeah, um, I guess um, I guess music's kind of still the big one. Uh, it, it absorbs a lot of my time outside of gaming yep. and family life. So yep, absolutely. Well, so I guess for any single ladies that are listening to this podcast, are you married? Yeah. I am, I am, I am also married, ladies. So just, you know, put your ideas away. You know, it's two guys, one dice cup. That's it. That's it. Both, yeah, yeah. Both married, both got kids. So you know, happy to have fans. You know, don't send us your dirty underwear. That goes for everybody that's listening. <laughs> just, yeah. just don't. No, uh, no skid marked. Uh... Underpants nope. or anything like that. No, I'm not. I'm not into that sort of shit. No, nope. but if anybody wants to buy signed uh, used underwear from me, <laughs> just send the Facebook page, which I'll set up at some point. Send the Facebook page a private message. I'm happy, happy to send you some original Al Unicorn Golden Eye used skid mark underwear, signed with some uh, quality quality bars musk. <laughs> oh dear, dirty but true. I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll do anything for money. Almost. There's folk out there who'll buy all sorts of stuff. So exactly, sure be fine. and they'll, they'll they'll end up listening to this podcast. Uh, aye, definitely. 
and then they'll end up buying you shitty briefs. (laughs) (laughs) And choke wanking themselves to death or something. Oh my god. (laughs) At least the listeners know what sort of level of uh, humour they should expect from us. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. What was uh, the next question, mate? I'll I'll pull it back and uh, and sort of bring it back into the questions. Bring it back okay. into the questions. Uh, so, what are your f- favourite five movies then? Favourite five movies? Yeah, go um, for it. Go for it. Okay, so in no particular order, I have got Master and Commander with Russell Crowe. Uh, I've got The Running Man with. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger a movie that came out in 2007 called Stardust oh aye yep uh, I've also got Raiders of the Lost Ark and Crocodile Dundee the first one that's a pretty uh, wide ranging bunch yep I guess favourite five movies those are five movies that I could watch in the background um, or, or sit down and watch you know and fully concentrate on Anytime you like. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Is there anything on my list that would duplicate on yours? No. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> I, I quite like Master and Commander, but um, it's one of these ones that uh, I would say like the book is definitely completely different from the film. Yeah. It's kind of weird, because I'd read the book first um, mm-hmm. ages and ages ago. Uh, oh god the film must be about uh, 15 years old or something like that but yeah um, I've I kind of got worked it into my head how it was going to be like and totally just wasn't what yeah. I thought it was going to be but as as far as sort of my fa- five favourite movies so I, once again in no particular order uh, Blade Runner um, mm-hmm. Clerks Aliens um, on the Untouchables. Oh, good and choice. And LA Confidential. Oh, yeah, I do love LA Confidential. Yeah, really good. I'm a massive that was... uh, James Elroy fan as well. Um, and with with that movie, I remember when it came out in the cinema. Um, me and my friends, we were at some nightclub and we won cinema tickets to go and see it. Oh, and, right. not, and none of us had ever heard of this movie before. But you know, the tickets were for the we were out clubbing on a Friday night. The tickets were for the Sunday. And it's like, fuck it, let's just have a massive weekend and then chill out on Sunday and go and see this movie. So we went and having no, like, zero concept of what it was going to be and just fucking wow. Yeah. You know, awesome, awesome film, great twist, great acting, great, great directing. And, um, yeah, really good. Yeah. Big fan. Um... So I guess similar sort of question. Uh, five TV shows. Oh God, that's well, a bit. That's a bit harder. Um, let's see. Let's see. It let's was see. a piece. Of, it was a piece of cake for me. Um, Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay. And these are. I'm going to say they're in no particular order, but I think they are. Uh, um, so Babylon Five for me. A uh, favorite TV show. Then Red Dwarf, classic British comedy. And coming out of the US, there's a TV series called Burn Notice. 
about a US spy that gets burned and has to go underground in Miami to clear his name, etc., etc. But you know, he gets an adventures. Um, <laughs> there's a really, really bad US TV show uh, called Sunset Beach. It is fucking trash, but I love it to bits. So good. You know, it's got all those, all those, um, you know, inner monologue scenes where the character just talks to themselves about how deceitful the other characters are being and how they're going to get their revenge. And there's evil twins and earthquakes and volcanoes and uh, fucking cruise ship disasters that last, you know, 40 episodes and all that. Amazing. And then bring it back up to up to sort of more modern day, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I just yeah love the humour from it. No, no, Brooklyn Nine Nine's got some amazing moments in it. Yeah, yeah, just it's got a whole bunch of really good characters, uh, with all your little sort of interlacing storylines as different seasons as um, seasons progress. So yeah, so is that getting you tend to come up with your TV shows or? Yeah, it's a, I've formulated some. You know, I think there's probably ones that would kind of sort of jump into here, um, depending on what I was watching at any given time or what was in my head at any given time. Uh, but definitely in no order. Uh, Twin Peaks. Um, yep. Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's that? Uh, that's, um, so it's... Um, yeah, you're familiar with uh, Seinfeld, yeah? Yes. So uh, Larry David wrote Seinfeld with um, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, um, okay. and Larry David's him. He plays himself in a kind of fictionalized, kind of uh, almost biographical thing uh, called mm-hmm. Curb, uh, which is really really funny. Like if you haven't seen it, it's definitely something I would check out um, okay. for that one. Um, given that we have a similar sense of humour I think you'd probably find yeah. it quite funny as well um, The Walking Dead um, I know you're not yeah. so much of a big fan of that um, The X-Files yeah. and uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia okay. they're, probably, they're probably my five favourites at the moment Yeah, that's that's pretty diverse So yeah I can see some of them I, I guess I made that big huffing noise with The Walking Dead when you know, I watched it up until sort of season seven, and then I just stopped caring about the characters. Just like, just wish you'd all fucking die. So that that that's I I I could talk for ages about The Walking Dead because I think that's kind of one of the kind of great parts of it because you kind of you you kind of start feeling sorry for all of them about like their lot and the way the way things go in, and then as the seasons progress, you you, you just start hating them more and more yeah. and and the people that you think are are the bad guys are not any worse than the people that are the main characters so i i kind of i can i can kind of keep watching it on that basis i think it's it's getting to a point where um it's it's started to kind of kind of come back and i guess everyone's subjective but i i, I enjoy i've enjoyed it this this last series has been pretty good yeah, no. I'm, look, I'm not out to not out to criticise, and I don't know if our listeners will um, cast any criticism on you know the rest of our selections. But ultimately, who gives a fuck? I totally. It's me that's <laughs> yeah. watching it. Fuck yous. Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, so popping back to questions, questions, questions. Uh, so music. 
Well, what what do you listen to? I don't think I've uh, even had a musical discussion with you before. No, and you won't have a musical discussion because my taste in music is shit. <laughs> um, genuinely, it's absolutely, absolutely crap. Are Midnight uh, Oil on the list? No, they're not on the list. You'll be very <laughs> thankful to hear, but... How about uh, Powderfinger? <laughs> Thankfully, no, no. Um, Grinspoon? No, I'm really, I'm really happy I'm answering all these. They're really bad, but... Um, I'm just going through Australian bands that I know. Um, <laughs> no. I think... Oh, mate. Um, when I'm looking on my uh, sort of Apple Music account and I see all the sort of 90s and early 2000s like club dance music right. from when I was out getting drunk and chasing women and it's just full of that. But then I'm like, well, what do you... What music do I actually have on the background at any given time? And I was searching through that sort of stuff and... What's really funny is that I uh, spent about you know eighteen to twenty years working in the hospitality industry, so I've almost become immune to background music, and I just don't hear it. So when I saw all my sort of like Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash, uh, Willie Nelson, um, you know, and I'm looking at all this music that's also there, I'm like, oh my god, is that what I listen to? <laughs> but it's true. That's that's what I listen to. Uh, some other some other great downloads I've had over the years have included um, soundtracks from the Grand Theft Auto games. Okay. Because on, on those computer games, they've got all the radio stations. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've downloaded um, all those tracks. So, yeah, you'll never really have a good musical discussion with me, mate, because I listen to shit. It's not a thing. It's not a thing in my life. It doesn't doesn't float my boat, it's just something that's always been on in the background. And I don't listen to it. <laughs> I mean, you touched on one, one particular area of music that I can't stand, which is uh, man and or woman with guitar. Like, I just, uh, like, solo kind of country crooners and uh, that sort of stuff, just, I, I just, I've never been able to get on board with it at all. Would you hate those, you hate those songs about the the man who's, um, you know, truck's broken down, his wife's left him, Aye. you know, his backyard's on fire, he's down to his last beer and his dog's broken his leg, but he's still happy. Yeah. I yeah, I love those songs, I think they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I know, yeah. I just uh, I just can't, can't abide listening to it at all. I'm sure, I'm sure there's merit to the songwriting, blah, 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 and, uh, and that sort of stuff, but... Oh, I'm sure there is, but... It's not my sort of thing. So what is your sort of thing? Um, I'm one of these uh, guys, I guess you could call it a genre spanner. Um, I'll, I'll just listen to most things apart from that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just... Uh, I, I, I kinda, I, I've gone through phases of listening to all sorts of things, but um, I guess, like, sort of favourite bands for me, um, Soundgarden, um tool um yep. so i listened to i listened to quite a lot of heavy stuff when i was younger um, um did you have long hair when you were younger no not long long hair um i used like to have shoulder kind of, shoulder length uh 
<laughs> no, I would say kind of uh, sort of maybe cheekbone uh, length curtains. My hair gets really curly past a certain length, so I, I look like even more of a dick than I normally do. Um, so yeah, I definitely went through a uh, early nineties grunge phase. Um, yep. Uh, but yeah, I, that that sort of stuff kind of more on the kind of heavier side of things. Maybe Pantera probably be kind of uh, up there as well. And then I listen to a lot of um, sort of chilled out um, and ambient stuff as well. I love a band called the Cinematic Orchestra. Uh, they do kind of like uh, uh, jazzy kind of electronic music. Um, Man, that sounds awful. I know, I know. I could just hear everybody kind of... Uh, jazzy electronic music. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and, yeah. Um, no, let's, yeah, got to try and not be critical of each other so early on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, okay. I think, uh, yeah, other than that, like a lot of electronic stuff, um, and like a lot of 80s stuff as well. Um, yeah, true. I mean, I've, I would agree with that. I've got a lot of 80s music loaded up. Yeah. As well. It was funny you mentioned the band, um, I've forgotten the name already. Whatever, I was too busy thinking about myself. Because <laughs> um, I was, I was on, uh, I was on another podcast recently talking about bolt action, and I had to ask the guys there if they were familiar with the musical talents of a band called Steel Panther. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we were talking, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. That's good because we were talking about the um, Japanese Imperial Japanese Army Codex. Right. And I was just saying, it's like, yeah, every time I pick up this book, all I can hear is this, the songs and lyrics from their song, Asian Hooker. <laughs> okay. And then, and then the, the other the guy, the host, then went, proceeded to sing the chorus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm overly familiar with that one, but I can guess the theme. Yeah, yes, it's got a few references to Japan and um, Asian hookers. So, yeah. uh, you know, for our listeners, I'd highly recommend you look them up. They're uh, quite a good musical talent out of California, I believe. Uh, and they maintain their own Facebook page. So, yeah, have at it. Crazy times. Yeah. Uh, question 16, thinking, what is your greatest uh, life achievement to date? God. Um... What do you think? What have you done? I, away from the hobby, what is your greatest life achievement? Away from the hobby? Yeah. Um, Fuck, let's face it. Shit. You would want to hope your greatest life achievement has nothing to do with the hobby, wouldn't you? Ah, God, yeah, God. You'd have to lead quite a sad life for that to be the case. <laughs> um... <laughs> for those listeners whose greatest achievement is hobby-related, don't fucking worry. You'll do better soon. Aye, there's always next year. <laughs> um, I think, oh, fuck, I mean, I hate to sound kind of, like, kind of stereotypical, but I guess my kids. Uh, like, yeah. uh, the amount of effort that goes into bringing up children, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody fucks it up a little bit and uh, generally leaves their kids with uh, some sort of emotional scarring. Uh, mm. But... Um, but yeah, no, no. I like to think uh, I like to think I'm doing an okay job of that. I have my moments, but uh, I love my kids, and uh, I think uh, I think they're both turning out pretty good. Yep. I am. Um, I'm a split decision between 
between uh, yeah having having my son fucking hard work like my I know your kids are a little bit older, but mine's is only nine months old. You're like, fucking hell, the amount of resources he's already absorbing. Yeah, it doesn't you know, get both. any better. It's like, Jesus Christ, like he does lots of cool things, makes us all laugh, but oh, fuck me, I'm tired all the time. Yeah. I'd like but, to kind of give you the heads up that uh, that, that, that kind of gets a little bit better, but um, like, I'm. Yeah, don't lie to me. Six, I know years, you're lying. six years deep, uh, and uh, it definitely doesn't. Okay. So. <laughs> But I think one of my, the other one that's competing with his greatest life achievement was um, back in, I think, 1998, going into 99. Uh, after I left high school, there was always this, you know, oh, let's, what should we do? You know, what should we do? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm going to take a gap year and go to Australia. Who wants to come with me? And lots of people said yes. And then as time, you know, as life went on, people dropped out and, uh, in the end, I went by myself, yeah. and I think that that started. You know, that was the first and was so deep and meaningful now. But that was like the first big step in my life as a as a young adult to take. Was that and, um, was that when when boy Al became man Al? Yeah, that's when when I was balls deep. Yeah, and uh, you know, it just set off that that spark of travel. Um, you know, because after I came back for a year, I went to university for four years. And then as soon as I left uni, I went back to Australia, you know, lived in all, I think I think only lived in three, three states out of the seven, whatever. Um, but I got to live in China, spend time in New Zealand, spend time in the South Pacific. And, you know, people will be like, oh, why are you back in Scotland? It's like, well, that's where life brought me back, which is fine. But, yeah. you know, in between then and now, I've filled it full of stories you know, full of adventures and, you know, some of them are good, some of them are bad, but, and then it's all culminated in, you know, sitting recording this podcast, I've got my laptop in front of me, and then I've got the baby monitor screen watching my son sleep <laughs> and, and shitting myself every time he moves. So, yeah. You know, I, don't, don't I, wake up, don't wake up, don't wake it's up. It's like, please don't fucking wake up. I was joking with the wife before I uh, started recording because she was like, uh, oh yeah, uh, I'll try to be quiet when I come upstairs. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Knowing our luck, it'll be uh, one of the kids will have a screaming fit or something like that in the middle of uh, the recording. So yeah, Uh, it's uh, it's a, you always feel like you're kind of walking on eggshells when they're sleeping and that doesn't get get any any better. Like for any for any parents out there that are listening to this podcast, they'll get, they'll understand what we're talking about. And for those that don't have children, fucking listen to us. You know, over the over the coming podcast, we're going to be giving you parenting advice as well as <laughs> advice on how to play Blood Bowl. So listen the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. And here's one. Here's one thing. Relevant to my son, but relevant to others. I've got quite a few creaky floorboards where yes. I live. And I know where they all are, and I can avoid them. Because if you hit one of those, it creaks, he wakes up, shit, it's the fan. See, I, I've just kind of stopped bothering, because uh, uh, ultimately, if I don't step on a floorboard, I'll smash my foot off the baby gate, or yep. I'll uh, knock something over, or yep. I'll flush the toilet with the door open, or something like that. Yeah. It, but it's all about training, because um, I'm currently living in Edinburgh, and... 
back in the, well, recently, whenever I was needed to take a bus, I would take Hamish with me in the push chair or pram or baby carrier, whatever you're taking. He'll fall asleep on the bus and you can go ding ding, the doors opening, you know, pneumatic doors opening, people talking, people laughing, kids screaming, fucking other traffic noise. He will not stir damn. But you put him in his nice little baby rocker, you know, on the living room floor with his little blanket and his little comfort, you know, fucking blanket. You creak that floorboard, two eyes wide open, shit hits the fan. What the fuck's that all about? It's classic, classic stuff. And yeah. before we kind of run the risk of kind of delving into uh, which one of us has got the better dad bod, um, yeah. I think uh, let, let's bring it back onto the questions. Um, sure, why right. not? So what's your most prized hobby possession then? Prized hobby possession? Um... I think I mentioned already. It would be the. Um, oh no! There's a new one. Uh, most prized hobby possession. I uh, have got a boat action trophy from last year, because um, I was, I don't know if I was crowned or if I just won it. Um, the Scottish boat action champion. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got a. I've got a trophy that I get to keep forever. And then there's also the perpetual trophy, which is a, a genuine World War II artillery shell. Used. <laughs> should say it's used. <laughs> used. Yep, used artillery Just shell. Primed and ready to go off in your flat at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's, I guess at the moment, that's probably my most prized hobby possession. Because um, it, it was fucking hard going to get it. So... See, I, I saw that question from two fronts and totally thought about it in a different way from you, but I guess I can answer it in the same way that you've answered it as well. I guess uh, for me, the, the, the kind of, uh, sort of prized possession right now is the uh, the the Team Scotland Constructors' Championship uh, trophy for uh, Blood Bowl. Um, so we have a, a kind of um, competition each year that runs concurrent with the uh, um, the Scottish Championship uh, where people uh, from each league uh, accumulate points with their positions in the tournaments mm-hmm. um, just uh, very much like the, the kind of F1 season um, so uh, we, we won it last year um, and uh, I'd like to say we might retain it this year but uh, that kind of really depends on whether any of us get to roll any dice this year or not, uh, but yep. yeah, it's currently sitting in my uh, in my study at the moment. Cool. Um, so the the second um, the second kind of slant I'd taken on that was uh, was there something that I I owned in the hobby, like something I'd bought or have retained for a long period of time um, that has good uh, sort of sentimental attachment. Uh, yeah, I guess the main one for me is uh, uh, I used to love Legion of the Damned uh, in 40k. Um, oh, the space wings that had all the yeah. flames and fire and shit going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. So I've got, um, what's his name, Sergeant Centaurus or whatever it is. Uh, oh, he was the... Like a, he was a Games Day limit... model or something like that. Um, no, he was a limited edition limited model edition. that came out for, was it their 100th? Store in the UK or something? Yeah, uh, I it was it was something like that. Um, Sergeant Centurus. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, he's he's a fantastic model. Uh, just in terms of uh, kind of uh, in terms of the time, because obviously everything was all pretty much monopose and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought he had a bit of character. So I've got mm -hmm. a, I've got a squad or two of uh, Legion of the Damned guys, and uh, I will get round to painting them uh, and him and, at some you, point. And you've got him, yeah? Yes. Cool. So, yeah, I've had I've had him since since he was uh, new. I uh, just never never painted, never painted. Yeah, and sometimes like so when you've got those models crap. that they're they're just too good to paint until you're a hundred percent sure that you know that you can do a good job on them. Yeah. Have you got anything like, like that? Myself. Well, yeah. I've got a I've got a Sergeant Centurus, same idea. Yep. Um, but I have got a I've got a whole box. It's a small box, but I've got a box of all the different sort of limited edition miniatures and stuff that I've come across over the years that I've stashed away um, for whenever that moment is that I know in my head that you know I'm the I'm the best painter that I'm ever going to be. So just better fucking paint these models now. And uh, you know, Sergeant Centurus is in there, and a bunch of Games Day models are in there. But I get in. Oh, I'll need to look it out someday. But it's not just limited edition models; it's models that I thought were cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the oh, there's a Gortrek and Felix. A couple of models that came out decades ago, yeah. and they were in these sort of um, red foil bags. Oh, produced, aye, aye. produced by Games Workshop, and they brought out all the characters for the sort of Gortrek and Felix novels. You know, there was the oh, whoever the fuck they were. You know, read the books, kids, go and read the books. Um, but I, I didn't buy the full set. I just wanted to, you know, Gortrek and Felix. Um, no, no, I'll eventually get to to them to paint them. But yeah, I guess there's a lot of models that are prized possessions um, but when that question was there I sort of looked at something that was very unique and I just couldn't go out and buy Yeah, which is kind of funny because the next question is what was the actual last hobby related thing you purchased uh, so um, I've been kind of uh, hovering the finger over the button for this for a long time and then when uh, coronavirus uh, reared its ugly head uh, I mm -hmm. thought fuck it if I'm going out I'm going out swinging I'm going to buy this motherfucker and never paint it um, so, <laughs> so, so I uh, I bought a Forge World Dread Saurian for the Seraphon guys uh, not that long ago and Man Alive it is uh, a big bit of resin <laughs> you could nice. literally club somebody to death with it. So that's it's that sort have, of chunky, you, chunky resin. Have you weighed it? I haven't. No. Have you Have you built it? No. <laughs> so so I like I said with the Seraphon guys that like I I I really hate sort of painting units of stuff because you get really, I get bored. You know, like you slap a color on twenty guys and then uh pick out a little bits of detail on 20 guys and they're all the bloody same um so i said to myself if i get through stuff like that i'm gonna progressively kind of uh, reward myself so it's it's kind of gonna build up to the dread saurian um so it's kind of like a reward based um based thing you're trying to do for yourself yeah uh, just to give me a kind of a goal with that 
I think I, that's probably where I'm heading with that one. What about yourself? Um, what was the last thing I purchased? Oh, right. The, the actual true last thing I purchased was a hundred milliliter container of odorless uh, enamel thinner, like white spirit. Right. Who fucking says that? <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I'm doing a lot of uh, sort of oil painting stuff. Okay. On the World War Two stuff. Aye. You know, like black lining, but oil washes and oil weathering and all that crap. So, um, so I needed to buy a few sort of resupply of stuff like that. But the actual last toy soldier miniatures that I bought, it was uh, it was for bolt action again. It was a U.S. Marine Corps plastic box set from eBay. Okay. Uh, I think I got it for like 30% off. Uh, you know, these guys, the cool thing is they're, you know, plastic box set, multi-part, you know, heads, arms, legs, weapons. And I can just put together a, a, a unit from my, from my American army and just do some cool um, paintwork on them because the, uh, the bulk of the miniatures I've used are um, U.S. Airborne, so they've got you know long-sleeved sort of jumpsuits, helmets, and pouches and packs and stuff. So they're all they're really busy models. Whereas the the Marine Corps are more bother from the Pacific theater of battle. So their shirts are a bit you know a little bit more torn. They're they're carrying less equipment because of the temperatures and the the environment and there's more skin showing so I can do some, you know, some tattoos on them. Uh, you know, I can paint, I'm going to be painting like Harry. I know it sounds so weird. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just uh, envisaging you like uh, yeah, tongue, I'm tongue paint. Slicking out, sticking out a little bit, uh, yeah, but I'm magnifying like, glass on. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. well they're, they're 28 millimeter models mate, they're fucking tiny but, you know, get the sort of rough stubble on their faces, the hairy arms. You know, they've got lots of rips and tears in some of their uniform parts. So, Glistening um, sweat on their muscly bodies. Yeah, oh, oh, sweat patches, that's a really good idea. People just think it's a fucking mistake, but anyway. Um, but those those were the, yeah, the enamel thinner was the last the, the last thing I purchased. Um, and the Marine Corps were the actual last models that I purchased. What are you going to get next, do you think? Well, hopefully it's not COVID-19. That'd be fucking shit. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I going to get next? Bastard. I actually think I had this in mind. What was I going to get next? Um, I'm going to start a, a Finnish army from early in World War Two. Okay. So I need to go to a company. It's either one or two companies called... I think it's trench work miniatures or Mad Bob miniatures. Um, they're both really big into them, sort of CAD and 3D printing of your more obscure World War II tanks and stuff. Because uh, the finish, they used a lot of captured Soviet armor, and I need some of the I need some of that. Okay. So, um, that's probably going to be the next couple of things that I purchase for my new um new bolt action army whenever that happens which probably won't be this year 
Yeah. If I'm honest, I've got I've got enough to finish already. Uh, and there's a cool company called Flags of War that do a lot of um, they predominantly do banners for historical war games, and they need to pick a few things up from them. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm planning on getting. But whether or not that's what I actually get next, you know, who knows? Yeah. What's your, have you got anything in the cart at the moment? No, I, I've kind of said to myself I've got enough at the moment, uh, which I know is a massive lie. Uh, but yeah. I think I think for me, I'm, I'm waiting on a couple of particular Blood Bowl teams to be released, and they're the kind of big ones. If, if Games Workshop can I pull out uh, an Amazon team, for example, yep. um, that, that kind of fits the aesthetic that I, I'd kind of be interested in, then then yeah, I'll uh, I'll sort of buy that straight away. Um, uh, but I don't know, there's not really kind of masses kind of floating my boat at the moment. There's there's always loads of nice stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got such a big pile of things to actually paint and put together. Um, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think there's anything that's really kind of pressing uh, for me to buy. Um, I... I think I would probably I'll probably buy Lord Croak um for um Seraphon um as my Have general. they updated that model since the early days of Warhammer Fantasy? Um I don't Or is it still or is it still like a fat toad on a big a, stone throne? Uh fat skeleton toad. Oh is he a skeleton now? Uh, uh, Lord Croak's the, the dead one. Um so yeah, he's um he's gonna be uh Probably the next purchase, I think. Um, cool. But yeah, that, that's kind of it for for that one. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see me buying anything else much at the moment because uh, uh, of all the crap yeah, that's strange, going on with this thing, it's a bit strange. Uh, strange time in the world. But so when it comes down to that, what was the you know for the last question before we go on a little bit more? Um, what was the actual last game you played and actually like tabletop person to person game? None of this fucking online hooby dooby magic stuff. Yeah, so the real the real deal. I guess we've we've kind of found ourselves playing a bit more online as a group recently, but um let's see, tabletop wise. I think the last game I physically played was a, a game of Warhammer Underworlds with a couple of guys in the Aberdeen uh, group. Um, oh yeah. And that would have been like the, our first game of that. So yeah, it was pretty fun actually in terms of um the um the kind of ease of picking it up once you've kind of got the basic mechanics of the game down it flows really quickly it was really easy to kind of work out where you were in the game and i guess a low model count so it's not ridiculously time consuming um and i how many how many models per per side i think that's like the little war bands so i think one of the ones i've got's got maybe five or six models um, but they seem to be varying from like three to eight. I think it's probably the the most. Um, so you know, so you kind of don't have masses to work with, and turns can be quite quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, that, that that was good fun. I think it's one that we're we're kind of looking at playing a bit more up here because uh, just to chuck a bit of variance in from just playing Blood Bowl all the time. What about yourself? Um, well, I wish I wish I'd 
had more gaming this year, but it was a it was a round three uh, uh, tournament um, for bolt action. I think it was sort of really early February that it happened, and uh, yeah, it was the last round. Round three, I was playing another player who I was using my American list, and he was using Americans as well. Which and his list was oh, it was really similar to my own. Uh, so it was kind of like a mirror match, and oh, it was really bizarre that I'd lost. I lost my second round game, so in my head I was already out of contention for any sort of result. So I was just doing did a few crazy tactics, and uh, you know I'm not saying that I didn't care about the game, but I was just doing a few sort of playing fast and loose, and uh, I mean I ended up winning the game. And then when they were reading out the results, I finished. I finished second overall, just because so many other players had had a couple of bad rounds, so yeah. the field was really, really close. Um, but it was nice to be able to play a game, and I wasn't thinking about the big picture. I was just playing a game for, you know, for fun, and was having genuine laughs with my opponent because just some of the stuff I was trying to do was, you know, it was that the 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 high risk, high reward stuff. Yeah. And so when you're laughing, it's like, oh, this will never happen. And your opponent can legitimately sit there and think, yeah, don't do that. That's never going to happen. And then when it happens, they can get angry at you. Because no. you just take a huge risk. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all had kind of games like that where there's, uh, you're, you're kind of, you've got nothing else to lose. And you think, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to yeah. do that. The chances of it succeeding are like ridiculously low. Let's just roll some dice. Yeah, and then when it happens, it happens, so. Uh, that's what dreams are made of. It is. So with all that being said and done, that that kind of concludes our question and answer session together so that hopefully you've, uh, you the listener, have got an idea of what kind of people myself and Phil are. Um, and I guess this is their, their chance where they can decide to listen, listen on or not, I guess. Oh, I guess we'd, we'd better tell them what other stuff that we, we plan on doing in the future is because that, that, that might uh, kind of wet their whistle a little bit. True. Or True. it might just turn them off completely and decide, uh, yeah, these guys are dicks, so let's uh, listen to Two Drunk Things or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's many, many, many other podcasts out there that folk can go and listen to. So if you don't like us, fuck off. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. so other segments then. Um, what is it we're going to cover? So I guess, I guess we we've kind of uh, we'll have a, a kind of basic outline for the for each episode. Um, we'll look at um, a section called rookie coaches, uh, and I guess with that we'll kind of take a, a bit of a deep dive into an individual Blood Bowl team, um, yeah. and and the mechanics of that and. Uh, what the makeup of the team is itself and uh, what the kind of first couple of basic skills that people would take on those. Uh, I know that's a, a path well trodden uh, in the, the Blood Bowl podcast community, but I think everybody's got their own slant on things. And yes, there's some optimal builds with things, but uh, there's other options for uh, more thematic stuff or, or things yeah. that you could enjoy. So uh, that, that, sort of, uh, that sort of thing. I yeah, I mean, my, my thoughts on that, you know, as you said, we'll be talking about um, building a list for that race for a tournament 
putting a list together for that race for a sort of normal normal league. Yeah. Um, but I can see he's also going in to talk about different miniature ranges that are available for it. Yeah. Um, and then also for ourselves, if we've played that team to any great length, we'll also go into a, a bit of a rage about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and if it doesn't, then uh, one segment that we'll be operating is um, going to be called Dice Rage. And uh, it's for those situations when it can go wrong, it will go wrong. And you'll be hearing, you know, one-on-one stories from ourselves or from friends that we've had happen. Or, or ones that uh, uh, we've experienced firsthand that haven't been our dice, that have been other people in the general vicinity's dice raid because everybody's got stories around that as well, you know. Like, yeah, so uh, we'll definitely, um, it'll definitely be a heated, uh, heated section. Um, yeah. Um, but... And I guess the next, the next kind of uh, sort of regular segment will be kind of what's on the table. Uh, so I, what we're painting at the moment, what uh, I'm hating building, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> what uh, what we're actually uh, planning on buying, I guess, or have yep. have recently purchased. Yeah, so that way um, you can keep up to date with what we're what we're up to as as hobbyists, because I'm sure uh, you know we'll love, or at least Phil may love talking about what he's painting, but not what he's building. God no. Yeah, and um, then a natural flow into that will be a segment called on the games front. So if we're you know, actively playing in any any tournaments or any leagues, uh, we'll let you know how it's gone. You know where we're playing, when we're playing, uh, and any good stories that come from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's loads of uh, of options for that. Hopefully, once the uh, uh, social distancing's been uh, lifted, uh, we're actually back out playing uh, tournaments and kind of casual league games and stuff like that. You know, it's. Uh, there's yep. definitely scope for that. Um, yeah, at the moment, at the moment, that section is just a sort of dream, you know, yeah. ambition. We want it to happen, and it will happen. It will happen. It, it will. will. Happen. Fingers crossed. Um, so after that, I guess uh, the main kind of sort of sort of main segment that's left is uh, um, best endeavors. So that's really kind of what we're hoping to get done and dusted before the next podcast. So where we what we've got on the table, uh, where we're actually planning on being with that by the time we get to the next podcast, or in my yeah. case, where I'm willing to have said I haven't actually finished what I said I was going to do. Yeah, and I think this is the segment where we're we're still undecided whether or not we um, dish out uh, some sort of punishment, <laughs> uh, you know, to 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 me to just just to or, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, to you. Well, it depends if you if you set your goal, if you set your sights high enough. But um, if there's any punishment done for underperformance, well, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a couple of sort of irregular, irregular segments that we'll drop in from time to time. Uh, and one of them is is called coming at you live, um, and that'll be when we are out and about together um, at different events, and we'll we'll either just sit and chat just the two of us or we might rope in um a few different players and get their get their opinions if 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 they can be you know published there's a few people <laughs> there's a few people we know that every single uh, bad work yes i think um yeah. the uh the kind of cut off for that 
is very much linked with how much drink certain people have had yes. through a day. There's definitely an optimal point for that where folk are, are loose-lipped uh, yeah. enough to, to sort of give the tail of the tape uh, in an honest way, but also uh, where it tips into uh, every other sentence is something unbroadcastable. Un, uh, yeah, but there'll be moments where, you know, if we are, we're at a tournament, it'd be a one-day or two-day tournament, we'll try and catch up with the same player um, yeah. over the course of time just to give you a, an idea of how their individual life is doing. Um, you know, because everybody goes into a tournament day one, game one, you know, their tails are high, their hopes are high. I've been practising, you know, I'm ready for it. And then, you know, finding finding that same player after round two, uh, are they still as happy? Mm, probably not. There's, de there's definitely a point with gaming, uh, certainly in a competitive thing, where I think you know after your first game what sort of tournament you're going to have. If you win your first game, it's on. If you don't <laughs> win your first game, you're literally just playing... To, for, to make well, for your numbers. enjoyment, uh, and you have to kind of you have to mentally switch that there. You know, you know, like if you're playing for your own enjoyment, you have to not care about the rest of the results for the rest of the yeah. tournament. And that's hard to do, I guess, for a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's always an interesting one. Uh, hearing people's lofty ambitions at the start, and then uh, uh, it all comes crashing down around their ears. Yeah. Within five well, minutes of picking up a set of dice. Well, so, mate, yeah. I think that's that's a, an adequate segue to um, finish our first podcast. We've uh, we've, we've started we've with lofty lofty ambitions, and we haven't came screaming down in a big pile of shit just yet. But um, hopefully, our our listeners will understand who we are a little bit as as people and players, yeah, and absolutely. what and what we can hope to um, hear in future episodes. So. I suppose what we need them to do now is uh, visit the Facebook page and yep. share it as much as you can. Um, we'll be starting a poll. Well, we'll be starting a poll quite shortly on what race you want us to talk about first and our first rookie coaches. Um, so we will we will listen to your feedback on that. Yeah, I think um, we're going to pop up uh, sort of two options. Um, for each podcast um, and let you guys vote yeah. on it um, and then we'll discuss what we feel about that uh, and how much we hate either playing that race or uh, uh, playing against it uh, <laughs> for the next the next hour or so uh, yeah. but yeah I will have that uh, up fairly shortly precisely and I think on that note I'm happy to sign off for myself Phil any final words uh, no no, that's me. I'm done. I'm okay, sick of this shit already. <laughs> and so ends the episode one of um, Two Guys, One Dice Cup. Good night. Hello, welcome to the uh, Two Guys, One Cup podcast. You guys um, one dice cup why can't we just pitch the dice cup and go to a guy's one cup it's not topical without the dice cup it just okay. makes it sound like a gay porno <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I've just got just got like a, a visual image of you and I trying to compete shit into a dice cup right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, just just the same dice cup as well. Yeah. Not like it's uh, yeah. another one. 